0: THK news. It's one o'clock, I'm out Swong. the headlines. Top advisor Lao Kai says a shake-up of the East Executive Council could be next after yesterday's Cabinet reshuffle. Patrick Nip pledges the civil service team to serve the public in an impartial manner under his leadership. And talks are said to be underway to bring home Hong Kong people stranded in India. A vice president of Beijing's top think tank on Hong Kong says the chief executive's latest cabinet reshuffle is aimed at strengthening her administration's ability to fight political battles, including the election of new legislators and election committee members. Lao Shukai says with two years left in Carrie Lam's current term, he doesn't expect more ministers to be replaced. But to further strengthen the government, Professor Lao says a reshovel in the executive council may be unavoidable.
1: Give the purple- shuffle of the cabinet is to enhance the fighting power of the hong kong government then as an important component of the top leadership of the government some kind of reshuffle of the executive council might be expected to make the members there to take a more a higher profile in politics uh, to support the government to explain government policies to rebut the arguments of the opposition and to play more important role in mobilizing public support for the government
0: Patrick Nip, who is now the Civil Service Chief, says his experience as the Secretary for Constitutional and Land mainland Affairs Office in the past three years can help him better perform his in his new job. He joined the Civil Service more than 30 years ago and quit to become a minister in 2017. Mr Nip said he is dedicated to lead the city's 180,000 civil servants to serve the public in a professional, impartial and neutral manner. I'm actually uh, very honoured to take up the new position as the secretary for the civil service. The job is also very challenging and it's very meaningful, and uh, I will uh, um, dedicate myself um, to do the job, and, uh, and ex- especially uh, in these uh, challenging times, um, to lead the civil service, um, to continue um, performing uh, their duty in a professional, in a very uh, impartial and politically neutral uh, manner
1: to serve the public.
0: Business and Professionals Alliance lawmaker Priscilla Lung says the government is working to help more than 1,000 SAR residents stranded in India, but she didn't reveal details. She said the SAR government and the Office of the Commissioner of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs are sorting out the arrangement with India. It needs to consider the acceptability of Hong Kong, the capability of Hong Kong, how to make sure the testing facilities as well as the quarantine accommodation in Hong Kong. So it may not be arranging all at one time, but they need to divide into groups. A student has appeared in court for allegedly making a device that police say can be used to remotely control bombs. The 20 year old is charged with one count of conspiracy to one with intent and possessing child pornography. Kuntong court adjourned the case until July, and the student's bail request was rejected. When applying for bail, his lawyer said the Electrical Circus Police. Police seized from his home were his homework as he studies mechanical engineering at the Institute of Vocational Education. The top infectious disease expert in America, Anthony Fauci, has urged a careful and measured approach to reopening the economy to avoid a resurgence of the coronavirus. Dr. Fauci said there was no doubt coronavirus would return later in the year, but the country would be much better prepared. At the same news conference, President Trump insisted if coronavirus came back, it would be in smaller outbreaks that could. be be contained
2: if it does it's not going to come back on anything near what we went through but you could have a mess where they come at the same time and if they come at the same time the flu is not the greatest thing in the world it's not the greatest thing either if they come at the same time you have them both but if we have embers of corona coupled with the flu uh, that's not going to be pleasant but it's not going to be what we've gone through in any way shape or form
0: Officials in California say the first death from COVID-19 in the United States took place there in early February. That's almost three weeks before the first recorded U.S. fatality in Washington state. The health officer for Santa Clara County said the death of a woman on the 6th of February may not be the only one that was mistaken for flu. California's Governor Gavin Newsom says he's ordered a statewide check for possible COVID-19 deaths back to December.
1: We've actually directed beyond just Santa Clara go back as far as December to request coroner's autopsy to dig even deeper. So we are doing the same across the state and other counties as well to ultimately help guide a deeper understanding of when this pandemic really started to impact Californians directly.
0: The head of the American agency overseeing the development of a coronavirus vaccine says he was removed on Tuesday for opposing the use of two malaria drugs promoted by President Trump as promising remedies for COVID-19. Dr Rick Bright said sidelining him in the middle of the pandemic was putting American lives at risk. Here's the BBC's David Willis.
2: President Trump has repeatedly promoted hydroxychloroquine as a potential treatment for the coronavirus, at one point going as far as to say that he might even take it himself. Medical experts have been far more cautious, however, and Dr Bright said he was dismissed from his post after he called for rigorous vetting of a drug which he believed might even prove dangerous in the treatment of patients suffering from COVID-19. Asked about the transfer of his top vaccine doctor to a different federal department, President Trump said he had never heard of Dr. Bright.
0: In Japan, 14 more coronavirus infections have been confirmed on an Italian cruise ship docked for repairs in Nagasaki. That brings the total to at least 48. Half of them were cooks and the other half staff in charge of serving food to the crew. The cruise ship, Costa Atlantica is carrying 623 crew members and no passengers. Officials said they hope to eventually test all on board. The British government's chief medical officer, Chris Whitty, has warned social distancing measures could be remained in place for up to a year he said the best way out was the vaccine but the chance of that within the next year was incredibly
1: small this disease is not going to be eradicated it is not going to disappear so we have to accept that we are working with a disease that we are going to be with globally this is a global problem for the foreseeable future if people are hoping that it's suddenly going to move from where we are now in lockdown suddenly into everything's gone that is a wholly unrealistic expectation.
0: The Foreign Secretary, Dominic Raab, said the country was passing through the peak of the outbreak. Britain has now recorded more than 18,000 deaths in hospital. Parliament in Spain has approved a request from the Prime Minister, Pedro Sanchez, to extend the strict coronavirus lockdown, which has been in force for more than five weeks. Here's the BBC's Guy Hachko.
1: This is the third time that the Prime Minister, Pedro Sanchez, has requested that Congress extend the national lockdown. This time it will last until May the 10th. Mr Sánchez said that he hopes to begin what he calls the de-escalation of the lockdown in the second half of May but that it will be slow and gradual with the possibility of restrictions being reintroduced in the future. Although Mr Sánchez received Congress's support today, his leftist coalition was harshly criticised for its handling of the crisis which has seen Spain record nearly 22,000 deaths.
0: The organiser of a religious meeting in France, described by the government as the tipping point for the spread of the coronavirus across the country, says he received death threats. Pastor Samuel Pierre-Schmidt says he regrets holding a gathering of church members in February, but he insisted no one had known the risks at the time.
1: This is the scapegoat effect. Finally, they have someone they can direct their anger towards. Obviously, there have been quite violent reactions on social media. Many insults, even threats like, they must be shot with Kalashnikovs, we must burn the church. We've had people who have been assaulted at their workplace, people who have had nasty text messages from their neighbours, people who have been fired from their jobs.
0: Australia says all member nations of the World Health Organization should support a proposed independent review into the coronavirus pandemic, further threatening strained ties with China. Prime Minister Scott Morrison said all members of the WHO should be obliged to participate in a review. Beijing has fiercely rejected calls for an inquiry describing the efforts as US-led propaganda against China. The head of the World Health Organization has warned of worrying upward trends in coronavirus cases in Africa, Latin America and Eastern Europe. Dr Tedros Adam Ghebreyesus told a video news conference in Geneva that while most of the outbreaks in Western Europe appeared to be stable or in decline, for many countries the disease was just getting started.
2: Most countries are still in the early stages of their epidemics and some that were affected early in the pandemic are now starting to see a resurgence in cases. Make no mistake, we have a long way to go. This virus will be with us for a long time.
0: South Africa is planning to deploy a large part of its army to help enforce a nationwide coronavirus lockdown. Here's the BBC's Marie Harper. The police and the 2,800 troops already deployed are struggling to keep people indoors, especially in overcrowded townships. Enforcing a ban on alcohol sales is a challenge. Senior officials have also broken the lockdown. The communications minister, Stellan Dabeni, has been fined for going to lunch at a friend's house. The defence minister said the rapid rate of the increase in coronavirus cases meant that a military deployment never before seen in South Africa might be required. Business and financial news. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index stood at 23,981, that's up 87 points from the previous close. The euro was at one U.S. dollar and eight cents. The greenback was at 107.78 yen, and the pound was worth nine Hong Kong dollars and fifty-five cents. The Bank of Korea says the country's economy saw its worst performance in more than a decade in the first quarter amid the coronavirus outbreak. GDP shrank 1.4 percent year-on-year from January to March, its biggest decline since the fourth quarter of 2008 during the global financial crisis. Private consumption fell 6.4%, exports contracted by 2%, and imports fell 4.1%. The International Monetary Fund has predicted that South Korean economy will shrink 1.2% in 2020. Staying with South Korea, the country's car maker Kia Motors plans to suspend operations in phases at two of its plants in the country until late May. The company has been in talks with labor unions to stop some production to manage inventory, as overseas demand is hit by the coronavirus pandemic. And now to sports. Here's Adam Chung.
3: We start with tennis. Roger Federer says it's time for the men's and women's game to be united in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic. The 20-time Grand Slam champion has called for the ATP and the WTA to merge, saying it will make the game stronger. The BBC's Russell Fuller has more.
1: Federer says this really should have happened a long time ago, but would make even more sense in these challenging times. He's been supported, amongst others, by Rafael Nadal and the Wimbledon champion Simona Hallett. There would be advantages from a marketing and scheduling point. Women could gain financially as most of their standalone events have lower prize funds. But how would men react to the potential dilution of their income and a brand which for the moment is significantly stronger? How likely is this to happen? Well, very unlikely in the short term, but not impossible in the longer term. I understand preliminary discussions have taken place, which in itself is a sign of the sport's new spirit of cooperation.
3: The English Premier League is considering making some empty stadium football fixtures available free-to-air when the season resumes. That's according to the UK Culture Secretary Oliver Dowden. Brighton's Australian goalkeeper Matthew Ryan says he's keen to finish the season, even if it's behind closed doors.
1: You know, in the perfect world, we'd obviously want the fans and all that to be there, but I think we're really have an appreciation or an even greater appreciation for what fans bring to um, football. We, we all know, obviously, that without fans, football isn't as special, and you know, we're going to get a first-hand taste of that if, if that plays out.
3: Football's biggest club competition, the UEFA Champions League, is likely to be played exclusively in August once conditions are safe enough to have the fixtures resume. The BBC's Shojo Saka has details.
1: The Champions League and the Europa League look increasingly likely to be played exclusively in August after fresh talks on Wednesday. UEFA had told its 55 associations on Tuesday there was still the possibility of the competitions being played throughout June, July and August. But BBC Sport understands the latest discussions revolved almost exclusively around a plan to complete the domestic leagues by the end of July with European competition following after that. Two of the biggest names in golf, Tiger
3: Woods and Phil Mickelson, are ready for a May for TV rematch. This time, they'll be joined by NFL great Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. The two-on-two live competition has been dubbed The Match, Champions for Charity, with all donations going towards relief efforts for the COVID-19 pandemic. Mickelson had previously beaten Woods in the first edition of the match that took place at Shadow Creek in Las Vegas in twenty eighteen. Mickelson has already taken to Twitter to say he'll be teaming up with Brady with the aim of beating his rival for a second time. And as you look at sports.
0: To end the news, the top stories once again. Top advisor Lao Kai says a shake-up of the Executive Council could be next after yesterday's Cabinet reshuffle. Patrick Nib pledges the civil service team will serve the public in an impartial manner under his leadership. And talks are set to be underway to bring home Hong Kong people stranded in India. And there's news from RTHK.
1: Good afternoon, and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Meir, on this Thursday afternoon. Back for a brand new show. Many thanks uh, to Phil for the morning brew. And today is Thursday. Thursday, the 23rd of April, is today's date. Happy World Book Day. That's right and uh, we do have a busy show for you today Uh, just after half past one we'll be chatting uh, with Kate Baldwin who is a kinesiologist which is a specialist in human body movement and she's also a mindfulness and meditation coach and she'll be chatting about a wonderful topic uh, about ways to reduce stress and also just to feel happier uh, generally as uh, her and a few practitioners wellness practitioners around Hong Kong uh, have launched a 14 day a wellness program so do uh, hear uh, her chat later on just after half past one and after two o'clock Sadia Osmani will be joining us for our regular Thursday Chinwag and this week Sadia is back to talk about the sudden surge of interest in board games during COVID-19 I wonder why and uh, that'll be just after the two o'clock news and finally after 2.30 we have a new episode of Mental Ideas and this week uh, Sadie K interviews psychopath actor and entrepreneur Philippe Joly about uh, why uh, about uh, his uh, about uh, being an actor and also why he uh, talks about being a psychopathic actor is it because he plays a lot of different roles uh, portraying that and we want to hear from you also uh, do get in touch with us our email addresses